everyone. Welcome back. This is Northward Takes here. I'm your host, Jack Martinson. And today, today is a special day. It is the first episode of Getting Wild, the ho- the show where we're going to be talking about everything, your Minnesota Wild and everything, what's going on with the team. Today's episode, we're going to be titling State of the Team because we're going to be basically just going over what we think the team is looking like, what they could be doing to get a little better, what's going on with the conference, and just everything you need to be filled up on on your current Minnesota Wild. And it's not me just talking today. It is not me, everyone. I'm going to be announcing How's... my boy Ryan Finn-Blarkham. Ryan, say hi to the viewers. Hey, hey, hey. My boy Ryan, we're best friends from high school. We're still best friends today. He's a huge Wild fan, definitely a bigger Wild fan than me. It's so by having him on here. We're definitely going to be able to talk about some really good content. So before we go into it and everything going on wild right now, we're just going to talk a little bit about Ryan. Um, Ryan, how long have you been a Minnesota Wild fan? Ooh, I started being a fan probably. I played hockey growing up, so I always watched him in the locker room, and hockey is just a big part. You know, it kind of consumes your life. So I probably yeah. still watched him in 2008, 2010. So I've been a Dang. fan for quite a while. I've been through yeah, the Yeah, definitely. Definitely living um, close to that Minnesota border, you definitely get those those senses yeah. of hockey. You can feel it in the air once it's hockey season, yeah. that's for sure. Um, so now we've kind of gone over that. Ryan, who is your favorite wild player? I know the answer. It's pretty obvious because I know Ryan really well, but he's going to go into it a little bit more and talk about I, his favorite wild player. I am very passionate about Kevin Fiala. That is my boy. He has been my boy since we traded him for Mikael Granlund. Jack was iffy about him early in the season. He was shooting like 3%, something horrible. He's picked it up, though. He's one of our best point scorers on the team now, and he's just – I mean, he's incredible to watch. He's like hes like Kirill, but – I mean, Kirill's obviously better. He's like a Walmart version of Kirill, but it's just still really good. <laughs> Walmart version. That's definitely fair. I definitely no, – no, I fair. shouldn't say Walmart. I should say like – he's like – I don't even know what to compare him to. He's not the Walmart version. He's just he's a pure really – like, he's a really just good scorer, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. And, I mean, like, obviously he doesn't have the playmaking skills with Kuro, but I think exactly. they're scoring. Right. I think you can I say think, they, they're yeah. obviously different scorers, but I think that Kevin has a different type of scoring ability that I think you can even make the statement that Kirill's missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the difference is Kirill has Zuccarello. And Zuccarello just purely passes the puck to Kirill. And Kirill just makes magic work with it. Kevin Fiala, I mean, he's got Freddie Gaudreau at center, who I kind of like, but he's got Matt Boldy on the other end, who's rookie year, you know, and they're doing great together. And they're not more of a, you know, Zuccarello just likes to throw the puck at Kirill and let him do his thing, whereas Boldy and Fiala work a little bit more together, so... No, that's definitely, thing. that's definitely fair, and we can get into that in later episodes, but I think the addition of Boldy has really transcended um, Kevin Fiala's game. Oh, I think yeah. that's totally fair, especially, yeah. like, we, last season we had a guy like, um, uh, what's his name, Rask. We had Rask in the same line huh. as uh, Fiala, and it just didn't work. I think that Rask just no. wasn't fast enough of a, of a player, and you get a guy like Boldy, he's young, he's explosive, and yeah. he, can, he can pass the puck too so oh yeah he, and he's big body i think that's a huge oh. difference because because fiala is not a physical guy so boldy i think he's like six three really brings that power forward presence and i think they work awesome yeah rasp was not the fit from fiala 
No, that's well, Fiala's the type fair. of guy that makes it work. You know, Fiala's the guy that makes it work. But now that he is boldy, we're starting to see him like fall into his role a lot better, and they're getting their chemistry cooking. So I think it'll be good when this playoff time comes around. No, that's definitely fair. That's definitely fair. So now that we've kind of gone over your favorite player, obviously being Kevin Fiala, uh, let's just go deep into it. What is going on with our current Minnesota Wild? Obviously, everyone knows if you're a Wild fan, what is going on? The Minnesota Wild were red hot, red hot going into the All-Star break. And then like they do every year, it seems like Ike was telling Ryan, I was telling Ryan, I was like, wait for it. We're on the hot streak now, just wait for it. And obviously we hit the wall. We just, we, I think in the last 10 games, we're four five and one, but in the last 15, we're definitely worse than that. I just, yeah. they've been, they've been lacking something. I just, what do you think? How do you feel about the current wild? Oh, yeah, it hurts me. It hurts me. I had such good expectations for them early in this year. And now I still have those expectations, but like nobody else does. Like the wild went from like a top team in the league to like underdogs nobody thinks that like i don't know man like their power rankings everything has been dropping so I, that might be a good thing though i mean do you think that'll be good that being a, being the dark horse the wild are usually the dark horse and it doesn't work but i just i because I, I, I could see it working out for them i just i really i think fallen is gonna really hurt them i mean you're gonna be going against some pretty good teams, <clears throat> and we'll go into that a little bit here in the in a couple minutes here. But they've they've definitely dropped, and I think their expectations have dropped for me. Um, yeah. Going in, like before the All Star break, I was like Minnesota Wild. I'm Stanley Cup contenders. I think anyone that watches oh, the NFL, yeah. NHL could say Minnesota Wild were definitely Stanley Cup contenders, but. I wouldn't be surprised if they're a one and done in the playoffs right now. And I know I'm a, I like the wild. I really do, but you can't lie the way they've been playing. And I guess lately they've been kind of stepping it up a little bit, but how they were playing just doesn't give you a lot of confidence going into the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I mean, they have been just, and I mean the last couple of games, like you're saying recently, they've been playing better. Um, I, I don't know what, I mean, maybe this, this trade or something will get it going. But they they picked up a little bit. They really were cold, though. I mean, they were getting scored on, like, five goals, four goals a night, and they were not putting up the numbers. And I don't know. It was a really depressing good month. But, yeah, like you said, after every single All-Star break, this always happens to the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, definitely. And I definitely saw it coming. It's kind of like you feel the calm before the storm, especially as a Minnesota fan. Nothing can be perfect. You can never have that perfect (laughs) season because something's about to bite you in the ass. Um, I know. so going from there, kind of like what you talked about, we were having issues exactly with the team or what exactly with the team issues wise, but what do you think the biggest issue so far is? I think a lot of fans can just narrow it down to three main things. It's obviously a center position or we need, like we're, we're lacking a little bit in the center position defensively. We need a little bit of help. And I, I'm a big push for this. I'm a, I think we need a new goalie. But I'll give it to you, Ryan, first to kind of talk about what you think the biggest issue currently with the Minnesota Wild are. I think, I mean, they've got the pieces that were so successful earlier. And now that they added uh, Joe's, you know, like he's an electric kid that I think could really be a big, big player on the team. But I think their biggest issue, I mean, I would say goaltending. And yes, I am 100% with you, dude. I would trade 
not Capo. You know, I'm a fan of Capo. I think he, he's still young, and he plays pretty good. And he and he's not the starter. He's a great backup. I don't know if he could go into that starting role, but you know it. I mean, you've told me how many times, but we have uh, Wallstead in the minors or coming up for us, and he's supposed to be a stud. So, I mean, really, it's just a temporary move with Talbot. Yeah, no. get, I don't know. Talbot has not been playing good. Yeah, I know. I definitely think that's fair. And I just, even when you're playing really good, I liked Talbot. I mean, the guy made it to the all-star team. Yeah. Obviously, obviously like any, any NHL fan, though, and especially any wild <laughs> fan would know, the guy didn't deserve to be on the all-star it's a team. Fraud. What whatsoever, but hey, he made it had the stats a little bit Russell Westbrook style, but um, yeah, I definitely, yeah, I definitely agree. I think that just can't, it's a confidence thing for me. I feel like, yeah, he's just not that confident of a guy right now, and I think that's a really big thing at the goalie position. I mean, you got to have a lot of confidence, like if you're you're going to be between the pipes, you got to have the confidence, oh, yeah. especially to be able to stop those pucks, but you got to have be confident in your team too, your defense to be able to help you with that. Oh, yeah. And so I just don't see that until right now. And this is what scares me though, because the guy, I mean, the guy, I just don't see him being that guy in the playoffs. I really don't. I mean, yeah. that's the center of everything. That is where the stakes get higher than anything. And if you're going to be a little rattly going in, I mean, gosh yeah. i'm gonna be scared going into the playoffs especially with a guy like cam talbot in between the posts yeah and all it takes is one playoff game where you get smoked and then we're just done and if we don't have home ice advantage like if we don't make a push here at the end we're gonna get smoked in the first game oh yeah that's definitely true and, i just yeah and if we get the bottom wild card seed and we have to play the avalanche like it's a, it's gonna be a nightmare. We have to start winning games. Can you picture Cam Talbot rattled like the way he is going against to play the Avalanche in the first round? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, just, I wouldn't I even know. watch the games. I wouldn't watch the games. I'm gonna be honest. There would be no reason to because you know what's gonna happen. I mean, I, I'll be happy for Nico Sturm. I love Nico. I'm sad we gave him the abs. It had to happen, but yeah. I mean, I would be embarrassed. I mean, Colorado right now with the state like. If you would have, I mean, the Wild played the Avs earlier, you know, when they're actually on their good streak, and they lost in a, I think it was a shootout, and it was stupid. Like, I, in my opinion, the Wild should have won the game. Like, there was some bad refing, but that's a different story. But yeah, if yeah. we played them right now, it would be bad, Jack. I'm telling you, dude. Like, we have to do. I don't even know if we need to make a switch. We just need some. Like, we need to have a couple good games to get us back on track. Yeah, that's definitely fair. I definitely agree. I think that I just the Wild got to get their mojo back. They got to have that confidence that mm, they the had swagger, before. They, they play, got. They're they exciting team to watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. they're a fun team to watch because they're young. They have a lot of young yeah. talent, which I think makes the team so much fun to watch. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And we got that big third line with Foligno, Greenway, oh and Heck. Just uh, don't they, get me started. <laughs> yeah, I know. My favorite thing is that everybody hates them. Everybody thinks that Marcus Foligno and uh, Jordan Greenway are like the dirtiest players in the NHL. And we've never had that on our team. You know, I think it's I love it. Yeah, I know. I definitely it's super funny, though, because I guess we'll get into this a little more in Wolves Mania. But I think this year, especially in the Minnesota sports, especially with winter sports, like obviously basketball is going on in the NBA and then obviously the yeah. NHL, which we're talking about. but. I feel like 
the Minnesota Wild and Timberwolves have really started to kind of get that bad boy mentality. Yeah. And I love it. I I love I, it. I fucking love this bad boy mentality. I'm a huge fan of it. I don't know. That's just me. I yeah, I'm also a fan. I mean, looking at the wolves, I it just getting into people's heads. I love seeing angry people. And it just makes the win so much better. When oh, yeah. every, the while they're getting in fights every night, oh my! But you know it sucks more now because we're doing we're getting all these fights and we lose every game, yeah. so it just makes every loss hurt that much more. I don't know. That's definitely fair. Um, going from I guess goalie kind of which we've been talking about a little bit. Um, so like kind of like we said, I think there's definitely got to be an improvement on Cam Talbot. I mean, Cabo hasn't been playing amazing either as of late. The guy has um. I mean, cop. What does he have for a save percentage? It's not great. I mean, it's like it's nine ten. I mean, it's yeah okay. He's a nine ten. Yeah, nine times save percentage. He has twelve wins and actually eight losses, which yeah, is actually a worse percentage than Cam Talbot. But yeah, I just don't have confidence in the goalie group. But going from there, is there any other issues? Obviously, you kind of mentioned center and defense. That's what a lot of Wild fans are talking about. What do you think about the center yeah. position? Because you look at the lineup and you're like, these are our guys. You know, Freddie Goudreau, mm. he's been playing okay, I guess, for a guy that you kind of yeah. picked up. You got a guy like, I mean, dare I say it, Ryan Hartman, you could maybe think <laughs> about getting rid of. Mr. Ice Cold, I should say, because he has been literal ice cold since being Hartman? a freaking – Yeah. Oh, he's been, he's yeah. been ice cold a little bit lately. That's definitely oh, for sure. He's, he's having a career year. A lot of players on the Wild are, I think, but – but the thing is, Ryan Harmon started the season so well, but he's, he's like I said, he's ice cold lately. He hasn't been able to yeah. score a lot, which is kind of, I, it's kind of sad. I know. I, I know. I think the reason he scored so much at the beginning is because so many people were afraid of Kirill that Kirill would just find Hartman open. And Hartman's got a good shot. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, but he's not that type of player that can skate through a defense, you know, drive the net and put one in like Kirill can. He's got he's to set up and take the shot. He needs some space to shoot. He's a good shooter, but I don't know. I don't know if our offense is just lacking because our defense is lacking. But if we can get Hartman going, I think that would be huge for the Wild. I think that he was one of our best goal scorers, and you're right. He has been pretty cold lately. Yeah, he's definitely going to be huge going. If we can get him going, it's definitely going to be huge, especially in the, when we get to the playoffs, hopefully if we make the playoffs, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But um, – mm-hmm. Going from there, defense wise, what do you think is going on there? Because obviously we've got a three or three pairings. First lines obviously being Jonas Bodine and Matthew Dumba when they're all healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Goligoski on the second line with Jared Spurgeon, and then the third line, John Merrill and Dmitry Kulikov. Is there any guy on there right now that you're not thinking has just been playing the usual game? And um, kind of just talk about what you think about the defense right now. Oh, I have always been. I've always loved Jonas Bodine. Uh, I liked his contract. It's a little much for what he the stats he puts up, but I think he plays phenomenal defense, and he's great at forward. He can t- he he's a defender that can skate the puck all the way up. Dumba, I love Dumba. He really grew as a player. He used to be kind of garbage. I'm not gonna lie. Now he's I love him. He hits hard. He plays good defense. He's got a ripper at the point. He does. Second that guy has line, a shot. Yeah, yeah, he does. He can wind up. Uh. Second line, though, I love Spurgeon. He's a great defender. For, really, those three are great defenders. Uh, and then 
I mean, when you look at Goligoski, is like he's got a good plus minus, but I just don't think he fits that wild chemistry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, that, I, he is that older, slower guy that just plays like basic defense. You know, he plays the zone, he cuts off passes, he doesn't really lay any hits, doesn't make any crazy goals or anything though. But he's a solid defender. Yeah, I definitely think that he's kind of the odd man out on this defense. If I can say, I think John Merrill's decent. He's a he's young, right? He's a younger guy. Yeah, yeah, and he's just got a mustache that. I think that's what brings the chemistry. I mean, keep him, keep him because of the mustache. That's definitely a reason to keep him. Come on, now. who wouldn't keep him because of the mustache? And then Kulikov. I actually think Kulikov has him in terrible. Like yeah, no, so. I think he's a great third line defender. And I think I, I also think it's kind of bad if you look at Alex Volgovsky. Obviously, I think he's the odd man out, um, in my opinion. And it's just weird because he's on the line with our best defender, obviously being Jared Spurgeon. I think yeah. you can definitely make yeah. that statement. So if he's not playing a kind of what is expected with a guy like Jared Spurgeon out there. Maybe, you know, if we get a above average, average defender out there, maybe they'd be definitely be able to play better than a guy like Alex Golgowski. Yeah. But what do you think about that? I I think you're like what I was saying, like his plus minus is 30, which is by far the best on the team. Like he plays, he does not get scored on a lot. It's just, and he actually, now looking at it, he's got a lot of assists. I mean, he just, I don't know. I picture the Wild as that young, quick, electric team. And even though he's putting up good stats, I, I don't know. I wouldn't mind throwing. I think Spurgeon also carries a lot of that weight. If you know what yeah. I mean. Like, I think Gallig- Spurgeon makes Galagasi Gallig- look pretty good. No, but that's I, I definitely mean, fair. Mm-hmm. And I love, I don't know, I like Kubikov and Merrill, but. Our defense has been poor, and I don't know if it's our defensemen or our offensemen playing poor defense, but something's got to change on either end. Yeah, I definitely agree. I just think defensively there's got to be a little more effort out there, even from our, our other lines. I mean, you can't just blame it on Alex Golgovsky being the problem. There's a big issue going yeah, on. Yeah, he's defenses. not the problem. I don't – yeah. Yeah, I don't exactly know what the problem could be, but they've exactly, got to be able to right. fix it because you, especially in the playoffs, one of the most important factors is who has the best defense because that yep. helps out your goalie a ton, especially if you're the wild. You want a good defense if you're rolling in with Cam Talbot. So, I mean, that's just me. I yeah. I Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think, I think the thing about the wild, though, is like I do like all three. Like, we don't have a – weak defensive line like our third line could be a little bit better with Merrill and Kulikov but like it's I think it's better than a lot of third pairing defensemen that the like a lot of teams have I think they rank high which could be good in the playoffs you know when you're playing every other day and you're playing seven straight games against the same team and overtime isn't three on three I think that the Wilds depth in both their defense and their offense could be beneficial but I mean, like we're saying right now, if they keep playing like garbage, it's not going to matter. Yeah, definitely. I guess going from kind of what we're thinking, the biggest issues on the team that we've talked about, center, defenseman, and goalie, uh, like kind of like you said, let's hop into the kind of a playoff talk and um, what we think we're going to be able to do in the playoffs. I think especially let's first look at the conference here. Um, bringing up the conference standings here, the Wild are currently third in the Central Division which isn't terrible. However, you know, obviously begin like before the all-star break, I think they were kind of interchanging between the Avalanche. They were second. They were, they were pretty close to the abs. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we're only, I mean, 
what are we? We're only like three points back away from the Blues, but obviously the Avalanche has a huge lead on the Wild right now. And I mean, the Wild are only, they're tied right now with the Predators for that third spot. And then you only have the Stars back there by below by five. So if the Wild don't kind of fix what they're doing, they definitely could miss the playoffs, I think. Yeah, I think you're, I mean, they have been losing a lot. And these other teams, they're playing a lot better. So I think, yeah, the Wilds should be worried. I wasn't worried before. I thought we were guaranteed, but yeah, we should be worried now. Yeah, that's definitely something they have to kind of look at. And being worried as a Wild fan, I would be, I I don't blame you, especially looking at this conference standings, especially in the Central Division. Things are a little tight right now, and especially pretty tight if you're a freaking Minnesota Wild fan because you got the Predators Uh and the Stars breathing on your neck, basically. So, Uh um. You I'm know, not worried about those teams. I'm not. I sh- I should be, but I'm not. I you're not. You're not worried about teams. the Preds or the Stars whatsoever. I think we're. I mean, we're we're we are not playing at their level, but like if we're playing our average game, we are better than them. And I don't know. No, I definitely think that's fair. We've seen what this wild team can do. I yeah. mean, gosh, like I said before, the All Star break, this team was so hot on the ice. My gosh, these guys were able to. What did they strain together at least like? They got at least eight wins in a row, didn't like they? At eight, one point? Yeah, yeah, something like that. You're able to see kind of like the offense clicking with guys like um, Ryan Hartman was playing a lot better than he is now. You're able to see yeah. guys like Freddie Goudreau playing a little better than he is right now. Yeah. And then he, that's kind of when Boldy was entering the mix. And you're able to see mm-hmm. Fiala really take off, which he, Boldy and Fiala have still been amazing. Um, but yeah. I think the Wild definitely have the opportunity to be a better team than what they're playing right now, but it's kind of just one of those things where you're going to have to cross your fingers and pray a little bit because it's the <laughs> NHL and anything can really happen. So Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, the strongest thing for the Minnesota Wild that they just have to stick to is we have a great four lines. Like, we're, we are the best team, or at least one of the best teams in running all four lines, and – Really like milking like line mismatches and like giving our first line breathing time. I think I love giving Kirill extra time to breathe because that guy has the puck like ninety percent of the time when he's on the ice. Yeah, no, he's so definitely on. Yeah, fa- yeah. So when, if we're able to run four lines and give him that extra shift of like breathing time, which we did in the past. And when we're running our fourth line, they're scoring. Everything clicks. But I mean, re- I don't know. I think this trade. I keep going back to it because I love it, but I like this trade of Nico Sturm for Tyson Joes. I think he's going to be that guy on the fourth line that we need to keep our depth going, keep, you know, I, I want the fourth line to score. That's been our problem is we need the fourth line to keep putting up goal. And and the, the point of a fourth line is to not get scored on, which they have been getting scored on recently. And our, I mean, everybody's getting scored on, but. Yeah, that's, um, that's so, no, you're definitely so right. Yeah, there's definitely a lot to work on. Um, hopefully by t- you know tomorrow they can get that big win, but um, I guess we'll see. I they just got to strap together some wins, get that confidence together because once you get a couple wins in a row, the ball starts rolling. Because, yeah, I mean, it brings the confidence up. Hopefully, Talbot can stop yeah. getting in the old mopey stage where he can't really play good mm-hmm. hockey, but um, well, I mean, yeah. Just real quick, I mean, if we play like we did in the Bruins, the Bruins were 
I, I when I was watching the game, they were twelve one and one before they played us, and then we beat them. And Talbot played a great game, so no, maybe no. we can keep that going. The Blackhawks are terrible. I love it. I'm so happy. They're terrible. We should smoke them. If we don't, season's over. I'm gonna be done. <laughs> season's be over. Done. You hear it here. If folks, we lose Ryan. to the Blackhawks, if we lose to the Blackhawks, I'm over it. You heard it There's here no first. Way. First, folks, the biggest Wild fan I know has stated that he will no longer be watching them this season if the Minnesota yeah, no. Wild lose to the Chicago Blackhawks. Embarrassing. That's, that would be so embarrassing. That'd be, like, the equivalent to, like, I mean, gosh, that'd be, like, I mean, so that's bad. Like, I, I can't even I – can't, I don't I just that's, – There's like no Blackhawks. equivalency because there's nothing that could be that bad. I don't. I know it's just that bitter with the no, I, I know. Yeah, I definitely think that um, I, they're going to strap together a winner. I think I think they're going to get two wins in a row. But um, going from there, talking about the other teams in the conference, like you got the Abs, the Blues, kind of like to talk about the Preds and the Stars are breathing on our neck. We'll kind of move on from that, and let's talk about the trade deadline. Um, Ooh. obviously the trade deadline ends. This Monday on March 21st, you've already kind of like what we said, you've seen the Wild make a trade for Tyson Jost for Nico Sturm, or not trading Nico Sturm for Tyson Jost. And I think Nico Sturm was a decent player. He definitely had the a leader, a little leadership in the locker room. He's definitely a guy in the locker room that people liked, but trading for a younger guy like Tyson Jost, I'm pretty sure Tyson Jost is younger than Nico. Yeah, he's uh, Nico was like 28 or something. Yeah, Joseph I was gonna was say, yeah, tw- I know Joseph is 24, and I knew Nico was kind of in his high 20s, so you're definitely getting a younger guy. I think Nick or I think Tyson's more of a raw prospect, I would say. He's yeah. caught like if you look at his stats, I think the most he's had in his stats wise is like 27 points. And I mean, but I don't, I don't blame him though. He's playing, he was playing on a really good team, especially the Avalanche. like they're such a yeah. good team. They score so many points. They're physical too. And so mm-hmm. he's playing on a really good team. And so I don't really blame him for not putting up a lot of those points, especially early on in his yeah. career. So no, yeah, that like I, I get what you're saying. Like that wasn't his role on the Avalanche. And he probably got mm-hmm. like barely any playing time. I think he had like 10 minutes. So. Yeah. So just to I, go over his stats in 2017 and 28 to 2018, he had 12 games played. And had 22 points on the ice. That's actually pretty decent. Oh, like, I didn't know he's that good, <laughs> to be honest. 2018 to 2019, he had 11 games played. Or no, sorry. No, I am totally wrong. I was reading goals. That's embarrassing. In 2017 to 2018, he had 65 games played and only 22 points. It's definitely a lot worse than what I was saying. <laughs> that, there it is. I was going to yeah, say. I was going to say, like, did we just trade for, like, Patrick Line or something? But no. <laughs> uh, 2018 to 2019, he had 70 games played and only 26 points. And then, obviously, we saw a lot of a drop off since then in 2019 to 2020. He had 67 games played with only 23 goals. You start to see that drop. And then the next season, he had 54 games played and then 17 points. And so you see a drop off um, in his point production a little bit, especially going from 26 and then in two years going to 17 and only and still playing 54 games. Mm-hmm. I think the Wild are a perfect opportunity for him to sh- kind of show what he's got because the wild like they don't really have a lot of goal scorers per se guys that are dedicated to scoring goals they have a lot of role players Strictly i would say goal scores right 
Yeah, and so maybe Tyson Jost, they could kind of, he's a, like I said, he's a raw prospect. He's young. So maybe turning him into a guy that's a little more confident to shoot the puck. I don't know. Yeah. That could be something that could benefit him I, and also the Wild. I, no, I think you're honest on it. One thing, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit, but Freddie Gaudreau is good. But if we're able to develop Jost, sorry, Jost into that position where he can play with Boldy and hopefully, I mean, I know. When the season's up, we have to decide between like Fiala or Dumba because Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter have robbed us of fourteen point eight million. But uh, if we can get him into that position, because he's not going to want a lot of money, because he hasn't been playing that good. So if we can get him into a position where he can play at those two, and I mean, if you think about, it, I was looking at him when we traded him. He came right into the league. I mean, he played one year of college, and he had like thirty goal, thirty five points in thirty some games. And if he broke their school record for faceoff percentage. He had the best single season faceoff percentage. But in the NHL, he's doing terrible. So I'm hoping yeah. maybe being on the wild, he can develop. You know, I mean, he didn't get those development years in the AHL or anything like anybody else. Like he came out when he's 18. Yeah. And like to kind of like what you said, he the best season he had faceoff percentage wise was in 2020. And he had a faceoff percentage of 46.8, which is less than half, Not which good. isn't good. Not and that was good. his best. But the lowest he had was in 2017, 2018, which he had a 36.7. So, you know, maybe they can he, kind of yeah. get that young or that college type faceoff percentage he had and kind of bloom uh, him into the next kind of role playing center and maybe a goal scoring center too for this team, which definitely we're in need of, which we'll we talk need, about in a second. We need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. the wild i agree we have Kirill. you know we have we finally have that star player that the wild have just needed for so long but Kirill is he gets a he's a playmaker and a goal scorer we don't have that austin matthews who strictly scores you know what i mean no that's definitely like true. We, we, we need someone that goes out there and their purpose is to put it in the back of the net well i feel like fiala has kind of become that for us so he's a goal yeah, scorer yeah, he, yeah i mean Back when his shooting percentage was under three percent. Oh yeah, no, that was like that him. was really bad. Like I mean, I I'll be the first one to say it. I was on that like, hey, Fiala's contract's done at the end of the season. I know he's gonna want a lot. I was on the boat of hey, we gotta trade this kid. But then once Matthew Boldly came in, he definitely was able to improve. So I'll, I'll definitely take that mm-hmm. criticism. I was definitely wrong in that situation because Fiala's definitely have become has become the Wilds. I would say best goal scorer you know obviously Kirill is a pure like he's got so much playmaking and that's what makes him such a great player and he can still shoot the puck really well but you can't deny that Fiala has got that it factor when it comes to putting the puck in the net right like yeah the difference between Kirill and Fiala is when Kirill enters the zone Kirill is looking for (laughs) passes and shooting lanes whereas Fiala goes into the zone and he's looking at the net and that's why I think he's had to do this whole time. And having Boldy there to help him, huge for him. Yeah, so now that we've kind of talked about Tyson Jost, we're going to kind of move on a little bit <clears throat> to wild targets or targets the wild could go after, especially with the 21st coming up for the end of the trade deadline. Um, I'll, I'll start by saying a guy or mentioning a guy that I have been pushing for so much he is my Zadarius Smith for the Minnesota Wild. I want this guy so bad because I think he can bring so much value to the team. If you watched the last episode, I'm a big Zadarius Smith fan. And so this is the equivalent to Zadarius Smith going to the Vikings. 
I think the Wild need to make a push for Mark Andre Fleury to be the next goalie here um, <clears throat> in the state of hockey because I think he is definitely his value is a little lower than it ever has been because of the yeah. way he's playing. And I think they can get that value, especially when it comes playoff time, because mm-hmm. there is no other goalie in the league right now that has more experience and more swagger when it comes to being in the playoffs, which is the one thing I'm so worried about with this team. What do you think about Marc-Andre Fleury? I mean, I didn't like him as a Blackhawk because once again, I hate everything related to the Blackhawks. But yeah, I think you're right. Dude. I, we need just that sway. I mean, he has been playing like garbage, but that's the thing. Like we could take advantage of it and it could pay out. But I mean, it could, he could also just keep playing like garbage. I mean, that's the that's the thing. I mean, if you're a, if you're the wild coach, would you gamble on Talbot or Flurry? Me, I do Flurry, but I can I mean, understand why they might yeah. be a little hesitant. I think. The one thing a lot of people are looking at when it comes to Flurry is that his save percentage is really low. He has a nine or 0.909 save percentage, less than 0.91, which is definitely not what you're looking for, especially a guy like Marc Andre Flurry. But um, I'm going to bring up this one stat here. Uh, I think it's actually pretty interesting. But if you look at the save percentage, Cam Talbot is worse save percentage wise than a guy like Marc Andre Flurry right now. However, if you look at Cam Talbot's stats, he has 23 wins and 12 losses. But if you look at a guy like Mark Andre Fleury, 19 wins and 20 losses. So that's telling me Cam Talbot's getting a lot more help on the defensive side than Mark Andre Fleury right. is. And Mark Andre Fleury has a crap defense. Like, I mean, if you look at the Black House defense, it is bad. And oh, so yeah. he's still able to, with a bad defense to have a better save percentage than a guy like Cam Talbot in net. And yeah. so I think if he were to come to the Minnesota Wild, I think you're going to see those wins go up. Those wins are going to go up. That save percentage is going to go up. And I think they're, like I said, you can get him at a decent price. I mean, it's Marc-Andre Fleury. He's one of the best goalies ever, but I don't know. Hall of Famer. Yeah, I am definitely down for that. I mean, yeah, the Chicago Blackhawks are so bad. Like, they're terrible. And for him to be putting up a 909 save percentage and still being in a losing record, that's pretty – because Talbot – has been has won games with like an 800 save percentage when the wild that's that's, just, that's actually I mean, just, very true yeah. he can get, he can be carried i i love uh, mark andre come to the team man uh, what would you trade for him though i mean, I mean how so would you... i mean i'm pretty sure i can look it up really quick let me look it up but i am pretty sure the blackhawks are looking for some real value and i mean i know yeah, i'm saying yeah, that the, 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 the Blackhawks are looking for picks because their team is so bad right now. That, but but we don't want to give up picks because we're going to need to be living off of rookie contracts for the next couple of years. Yeah, I would. If I'm guessing, I've seen it before. I'm pretty sure. Um, I think they're going to be looking for a first. They probably will be. I mean, this is Mark Andre Fleury. He's one of the best goalies in the history of the NHL. Yeah, they're going to be looking for a first, and I would not be surprised if they were asking for a prospect. If I'm the wild, I definitely have to consider it because we're a team that has a lot of good prospects still. But what do you do with Talbot then? I think you can try. If I'm the wild right now, this is what I'm sending over. I think they can make it contract wise work. I'm pretty sure. I'm sending Talbot. 
to the Blackhawks. I'm sending my first round pick this year because it's going to be late. It's going to be a late pick. I mean, if you want, like, I'll get into this. I'll get into this a little bit in a second here, but I'd send Talbot and I'd send a first round pick over there. And I'd see if they'd kind of take it because I mean, Talbot, he's only like 33. I'm pretty sure 34 maybe. Yeah. And I mean, he's a depth veteran who can be kind of a backup guy for a team that's yeah. decent, I'd say. So, and I mean, he brings that veteran leadership, I'd say. So I would see if that works. And it maybe if they're like, we want a prospect, the wild might have to bite their lip and send over maybe a young prospect, maybe a guy like, I don't know. If I'm sending a guy like Adam Beckman over there, I got to get, I'm not, tra- I'm not trading like a first. Beckman. I'm not trading a first for dig in well, a yeah, Beckman he's in a first. Center. He's a center when we, and we need centers. Yeah, no. So I'm saying I trade a guy like Cam Talbot over there and then I try to trade a first. I don't know if they're going to take that, but that's just me. But what do you think about that? This is just me. I mean, see the first round, I wouldn't mind it. I would be okay with that. Um, the Wild can work magic in the draft sometimes. I mean, we got Krill in the fifth round. So it's not like – I. Yeah. but what I – I would be down trading, and I know a lot of people probably do not like this because everyone thought that this guy was going to be the next grill, Rossi. That's just me. That's just me. I know it's a hot take, but I, I mean, we brought, we brought up Rossi and Boldy for a couple of games, and everybody's like, yeah, like this Boldy kid's pretty good, but this Rossi kid. And now look at us. Nobody remembers the name Rossi. Nobody he's, remembers his name. Everybody, right, knows, he's, everybody knows Boldy. You have to understand it. Ross, I'm not, Rossi had a co- like a life threatening life threatening condition because of COVID. He had to get <laughs> hospitalized. <laughs> right, right. And so the guy is probably making his way back. He's undersized. So that kind of takes Man. more of a toll on his body. And so I'm not giving up Marco Rossi. But the one thing mm-hmm. I think is a lot of people are going to be like, well, and I know you, I'm not saying you're like this, but I know you've shown a little hesitancy giving up a first round picking a prospect, but this is me. This is what I'm going to say. If you've ever seen the Minnesota Wild YouTube channel, they had a like becoming wild or not becoming wild, but they had a segment basically going into the season about like, here comes the season. These are our teams. Like this is what's going around in the facilities. And the one thing that stuck out to me was that obviously Spurgeon's a team captain. So they had a team meeting. And our general manager, basically, um, our well, our yeah. So wait, I'm pretty sure the GM, right, Ryan? Like you know what I'm What's talking that? about, right? You remember that like video? All right, let me. Oh yeah, so yeah, I'm right. So basically, in this video, they basically had a team meeting, and Bill Guerin stepped up to the team, and Bill Bar- Bill Guerin being a guy who's won a, a ring with the the I think yeah. he won it with the Penguins, right? Yeah, uh, I think that so. Right. I think so. Yeah. And so a guy that has won a ring, he knows what it takes to win, stands up in front of the team and he says one thing and goes, what's this season about? And he looks at Spurgeon, who's obviously the team captain and Spurgeon goes, it's about, what did he say? It's like, it's about having fun and working hard. And Bill Gary <laughs> yeah. said F that that's not what this is about. It's about winning. <laughs> and that's how I knew Bill Garen was the right GM for this team. Yeah, And that's my mantra. I mean, he said it at the beginning of the season, and we've seen this team be successful, and I still think they can be successful. This is about winning. It's not about building up your team. No, because the next couple of years, Parisi's contract and Suter's contract is going to hinder us. It is going to hurt our team. And so this is our time. And so I say, F all that. Let's go get Marc-Andre Fleury, because that's our best chance to win in the playoffs. And 
we got to have that mantra because if we're going to tuck our tails between our legs and be like, well, we got these, all these prospects F that we're here to win. We got to act like a professional hockey team and we got to go win some games in the playoffs. And so I think Mark, Mark Andre yeah. is that guy. I could, I, I could agree to that. I do like Mark Andre, but the problem with Bill Guerin is, I mean, he said he did it. I, I, you know, I'm that type of guy that like, if things aren't going right, I'm like, what's well, clean house, baby. <laughs> no, like, but you haven't been like that with the wild so far. You've been pretty Not with the wild because I, I like the wild roster right now. But what he said was, he's like, we, we can't trade our way out of this problem. So I don't know if that means he's not willing to trade anybody or whatnot. But I mean, if he if he goes ahead and he gets Mark Andre Fleur for me, I will like him. Bill Guerin be one of my top GMs. Yeah, definitely. So going from Mark Andre for one of the targets, we kind of talked about him a lot because, like I said, he's my Zadarius Smith. He's my my dream player coming onto the team. Claude Giroux is a guy that people are talking about. A veteran oh. guy. An expensive guy, though. That's the thing we have to keep in mind. A very expensive player. However, all-star MVP. I I think so. I'm pretty sure it is. Let me check. He is an all-star MVP. Yeah. Yeah, his contract. I like like Giroud. Is the Claude Giroud, can I say all-star MVP by the chance? Because that matters a lot. You know, big, big name over here. Big name. Yeah, dude. Do you know who didn't get MVP? Cam Talbot. Yeah, no, he's he's the he decline started in the in the All Star game. Yeah, we'll blame that. We'll blame it on. We'll blame it on the All Star game. He's definitely he was definitely an All Star type player going into that. We we all know oh, that. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, guys like Claude Ruben on the Wilds list, and a guy that I've been talking to Ryan about for a while, and I've kind of kind of not really talked about him a lot lately. But you know, my second favorite team is Ryan. Yeah, yeah, Vancouver Canucks, and. There's a guy there with the name of J.T. Miller who has, um, just to make it sure, 73 points this season, who is also a position in need at center. And so definitely someone you watch out for. What do you think about J.T. Miller? I mean, your initial proposal back in the day for J.T. Miller, I didn't approve of. But now, I mean, what would you be willing to give up? Because I haven't looked that much at J.T., I okay. he'd be expensive. He would be expensive, or he'd be a hard one to pull in. But so then we, again, the the Canucks suck. So how much does yeah. he really want to play? I mean, they're hey, Bru- Bruce Boudreau, come on now, don't don't rip our guy like that. Come on, <laughs> Bruce, <laughs> wild <laughs> legend, Bruce Boudreau. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I I I would, and I know I said you're crazy for this. I give up Marco Rossi for JT Miller right now. There, <laughs> yeah, okay, there we go. I give up Marco there Rossi in a first round pick. I would do that. In any second of the day, because not only does JT have another year on his contract, so we keep him for a year, he's he's on a cheap deal for what he's playing. The guy's getting paid $5.35 million. I mean, if you can have him for that price in the next season also, hey, you know what? I'll take that. Where would we throw him into the lineup? Like, what do you, th- what, what do you think? Would we take Hartman and put him at second and Goudreau up fourth and, like, kind of uh, scratch Jost? No, <sighs> or would you put them like where would you? Because I don't want to touch that third line. No, that's a big and third I, line. That's uh, a, those are the bad boys. Those are the bad boy Pistons but, over there. Yeah, exactly. The bad boy, yeah. <laughs> the bad boy Pistons in the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> I would put if let's just say they get JT Miller. I'm putting them 
at the first line, I think he's going to be amazing with Kirill and a guy like Zuccarello. And oh Zuccarello. Oh That'd be dream. Gosh, I dream of that. I dream of that. Uh, I would put Hartman at the two. We'll see. I don't want to shake things up too much. I'd say I'd keep – see, this is hard. I'm going to put Hartman at the two, and I'm going to move Goudreau down to four. Down to four. But that's the thing. That's the thing. Then we're not giving Joe's playtime. Is it crazy to say you put Joe's in for Duquesne? I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm getting crazy here, you know? <laughs> we got to make moves, Jack. I know, We got to make moves. That's something for the wild to figure out, not us. So we talked about Claude Giroux. We've talked about JT yeah. Miller. And I've kind of kept him secret. I have him on our script as question marks. A guy that Ryan knows I love. A guy that can bring this team to the championship and bring us to the place we belong. The wait, prodigal son wait, returns. Wait. The prodigal what son. Is he? What position is he, Ryan? Come on now. He's a right wing. He can play center. You can put him at anywhere you want. The prodigal what, what son. What team are we talking? No, you're, are you the talking? Prodigal, yeah. <laughs> the prodigal son returns. Bring him on the team. Cheeseburger Phil. Let him be out there making plays, baby. No. Yes. I mean, I, he, he would he would carry us. The dude, the guy would get 17 goals a game probably. He was that good. Oh, Phil? Yeah. That's a legend. <laughs> if we make it work, if we can trade like an eighth round pick, which don't exist for him, I'd be down. No, yeah, I definitely think um, <laughs> Phil Kessel definitely is a guy that we could talk about. I mean, that's a pipe dream, obviously. <laughs> There's no reason they would bring on Phil Kessel, but they could. And so any last words about Phil Kessel or Klaus Giroux, any guy you really like in there? Mm, I don't know. I just want to see the law make one more big move. I, that's all I want. I don't care who it is. I just want to see you make a move, but not too big. Don't take any out key players. Don't, you know, don't. Try and screw the chemistry too much. Yeah. We'll just see where they go. So I think we're kind of winding down the show right now of the first episode getting wild. I love this chemistry. We got cooking. We got that. We got that boldy Fiala chemistry on the mic right now, right? I'm not Uh gonna lie to you. But um, I guess the final thing we'll wrap it up by saying, what do we expect going forward from this team, especially going into the playoffs? I know we covered it a little bit. What do you what do you expect? Wild got a pretty tough schedule. I see if they play Colorado in the future and they play the Blues. You know, they're playing some key teams in our division. I see us taking the two, two spot. I, I think we're going to get it together. I think that Bruins one that we had is going to be big. We're going to obviously clap the Blackhawks for their garbage. Hey, hopefully we play Marc Andre and we just beat them into submission onto our team. And uh, I see good things, Jack. I see good things too going into the future. Hopefully they can turn it around. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I really can't make a big prediction right now because they've been so just up and down, especially down lately, but we've seen how high this team can fly. Quoting Mm -hmm. Michael Scott, you have no idea how high I can fly. And that's what I think this wild team's about. Um, That's right. Kind of winding on the show tomorrow, the wild are playing the Blackhawks. Like we said, what is your goal prediction? What do you think is going to happen? And then, Maybe Ooh. to the fans out there, getting wild, episode two. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We're gonna get crazy. We'll over see. Here. We'll see. If they win, I'm all down. If they lose, oh yeah. If they lose, players. we're gonna be hosting a funeral for Ryan because his heart yeah, and soul will not, be crushed. Gone. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I can't. I'm not coming back from that. But goal predictions. 
Kevin Fiala goal, Krill goal. I'm gonna throw in a Jost goal. Ooh, and okay. Two, two, one other, and then an empty net. Wild win five two. Okay, wow, those are big predictions. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna get crazy. I'm about crazy things, Ryan. I'm a bold it, prediction guy. All right. You know, if you've been watching the Wild lately, when they bring in young players that are new to the team, haven't played on the lineup, what usually happens? A lot of goals. I'm predicting. This is uh, the craziest prediction I've made in a long time. Because why not? It's getting wild. Part First episode. You know, we're going to get crazy. That's right. That's right. Yo or Jost. Are you ready for this, Ryan? I'm I believe man. that Tyson Jost is going to get a hat trick against the Chicago Ooh. Blackhawks because that's what we're about here and getting wild. We're getting crazy. I could. Okay. I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. Kids electric. And so I think we're going to win by that bubble. That's true. That's true. I think we're going to win. Oh yeah. He is. Is that his face mask, right? <laughs> yeah. He's got broken got... jaw. What an animal. Oh my God. He looks like he's like a child out there with that face mask. But um, <laughs> so I'm going to predict a 4-2 win. Tyson Jost gets a hat trick. Let's get crazy here. Especially being a fourth line guy. I don't care. He's going to ball out. Um, all right. So I think that's all we have for today. Um, keep an eye out tomorrow. Maybe if the wild win, fingers crossed. Um, but anything else you want to say to the people, Ryan? Go wild. Go wild. That's right. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to the first ep- first episode of Getting Wild. We've kind of talked about the state of the team today, so have a good rest of your day.